Some of us have been living life, loving Jesus for years and years. And some of us just met him this past Sunday. Some of us may have fallen and gotten back up. Some of us may have simply just fallen. And those of us who have just met him are wondering, what happens after the excitement of this new walk wears off? What happens when the dust settles? Currently rocking in the school of life. He is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain. You know it is 100% Bridget! All right, here I am. It's me talking about living life and loving Jesus. <laughs> and I hope that you are listening or watching or doing whatever it is that 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 you're found me on. Um, if you're watching me on YouTube, thank you very much. I would love if you could uh, possibly like the uh, like the video, subscribe to the video, um, to the site, do all that kind of stuff. Ring the bell so that you know when all my you get a notification when my new videos pop up, which is, tends to be every Friday. So I would just love it if you guys could take care of that for me. If you want to wait till the end of the video to see if you like it, that's great too. And if you think I have a face for podcasting, <laughs> you can head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. I'm probably there. Just search 100% Richard with that little percent mark, and you'll find me, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty much everywhere. And I got to get through a couple of things before we get rolling on this, because I got some good stuff for you today. And I hope I hope it's something that we listen to and put down in our hearts and, and really kind of move forward with God. Uh, <laughs> And uh, if you didn't know this was a Christian podcast, well, that's okay, too. So, but it says Jesus in the name of it, so I guess, you know, whatever. But anyway, if, you, if you're watching on video, like maybe on YouTube or Facebook, and you notice this awesome beard, you need to go to wildbull.shop because they have the greatest products. I use the beard butter. I use the beard oil. I use the beard shampoo. And I actually use the shampoo for my hair now, too. And I got this great bar of soap called Beach Bum. Such awesome stuff. You can get hats there. You can get shirts there. It's a total lifestyle brand. You go and check out wildbulls.shop. And if you want to buy something, you put in the coupon code wildbull100 and get 15% off select merchandise. And guess what? When you do that, you own your game. All right. So, hey, welcome, everybody. Thank you for hanging out with me for another 20 to 30 minutes. And I just think that this is going to be a great thing for, for me to talk about today. And, uh, you know, if you notice my intro, I said something about, uh, I think the end of the intro, it said there, uh, you know, when the dust settles. You know, a lot of times when we're living life loving Jesus, um, we don't, we, 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 we've been, some of us may have been doing this for so long, living this Christian lifestyle, doing the things that God wants us to do, preaching and ministering, and maybe, maybe even just doing business as a Christian or whatever it is that you do out there. And you're a believer and you're following Christ. You know, I, a, a lot of times people get saved and they're like, well, now what do I do? What, what, what's next for me? What, what, what happens when that excitement wears down? And, and, and really I, I want to put it out this way is that living life, loving Jesus um, as I've said before, um, is not an easy thing. It, it, it's a lifestyle of being in a relationship with Jesus. It is following his commands. It is seeing, it is setting ourselves apart from this world. And in this life process, um, we as believers are scrutinized by others. We're, we're called hypocrites. We're, we're called crazy. We're called lunatics. 
but we are actually more authentic and real than the people that are calling us these things. We, we, we have a focus in life. We have a direction in life. We have we have a plan that God set before us that we can go after and do. Um, some of us that are in businesses and doing those kinds of things, we, we have a way of doing things that is different than the way the world does stuff. And, and that's where all this starts at. It starts at that. All we simply want to do is live life just like anybody else. We make mistakes just like everybody else. And we have, but we have a savior that functions in grace and gives us opportunity after opportunity to love the life that he wants us to live. He wants us to love that life. He wants us to, to love him. He wants us to be a part of him and be disciples of him. He wants us to do those kinds of things. And, and, and if you're interested in being in that life, it starts with Romans 10, 9, and 10. So so how do I get to know Jesus? Well, it says this, and I just said Romans 10, 9, and 10. This is what it says. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. So those first two verses, verses 9 and 10... That's how we gain life with Jesus. You've heard me say this before. I, I, I talk about this verse a lot. And, and so you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. It has to be out loud. And if you say, Jesus, come into my heart. Be, be, I want to be a follower of you. I want to be a disciple of yours. I want to move forward with you. You, 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 you. you died and rose again. I'm saying what the verses say. And I believe that through Jesus Christ, I'm going to be saved from all this stuff that's going on in the world. And I can move forward with you and get focused and, and get right with you and, and, and have an understanding of all these kinds of things. But here's the, the neat key is verse 11 tells us we will not be put to shame. This is the verse, as small as it may be, that simply says we will fail. We will have issues. We will make mistakes. But we should not be ashamed of these things that happen in life. We have dedicated ourselves to Jesus, and he has our backs. There's no reason to have a shame of him. There's no reason to be in shame when you make a mistake. And when people call you names because of it, they're like, well, you know, you guys just do this all the time, and you're hypocrites and so on and so forth, and this and that and the other thing. Well, yeah, I, I have. I, I live under grace. I live under Jesus. I live under that grace. So when I do make a mistake, I can turn around and say, hey, I made a bad mistake and I'm going to move forward with life, living life and loving Jesus because he gives me the grace to do so. And I can come back to him at any time because he never leaves me or forsakes me or never leaves me in shame. And when many of us first got saved, we were like the most excited people on the planet. We realized there was this transformation that took place in us and we went all crazy and dug deep into the Bible and our lives were changed. Some of us after two weeks went back to work and realized that there was a shift in our lives, but no one around us was willing to accept it. And instead of pushing forward with Jesus, we reverted back to our old ways and just continued down the world path. How does that happen? You know what? In reality, I don't know. Um, I, I could look at it from a point of view um, where I got saved. And I, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later. I got saved when I was 19 years old. I was just about to get married. I, I, I had all these things in my head. I was going to a church. I didn't really catch or understand what was going on. But I had this Jesus concept. I grew up Catholic. I grew up Lutheran. I grew up in these different types of things. So I had an idea who Jesus was. But I didn't know I could receive him and have him and be a part of him. So I received him one day in this church 
and a couple of weeks, literally a couple of weeks before I got married, and I and I walked a great walk for about three years, and then I, I can reconnected with some people that weren't the best, and <laughs> instead of me bringing them up. I was brought down, and and I lived that way for a very long time, and then I got saved. I got what what the church might call rededicated my life. I sat in my living room one day after a, a, an awesome. I had I had an experience with God, but I also knew that I had to get right. I had to reconnect with Him, not just deal with the experience that I had, but reconnect with Him. So I rededicated my life in my living room as I sat down and read the Bible. And from that day forward, that's when I moved into ministry. That's when I went to Bible school. That's when I went to did all that kind of stuff. And I started to do the things that God actually wanted me to do the first time. <laughs> and so the, 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 and the reality of these things are very true. Some people get Jesus and then they just go, well, you know, it's a lot easier to just live a different way. Like I said, this isn't an easy thing. And the reality of these things are very true. And we need to understand that when the excitement of our transformation wears off, or we still have to deal with the world's stuff because, you know, we live in the world. That's where we are. We have no choice. It has to be around us all the time. We have to either stand for God or we just don't. And and that's really kind of the decision that we actually have to ultimately make is where am I going to go with him? And when Jesus talks about being a disciple, he actually says some pretty crazy stuff. So I'm going to read this straight from the book of Luke. Um, It's Luke chapter 14, verses 25 through 34. So I'm going to read a whole lot of Bible right here, but that's okay because that's, that's one of the things I like to do. So verse 25, it says, Now great multitudes went with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his mother and father, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Now relax, I'm almost done. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. And he's being pretty blunt here. For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? Lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going into going to make war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? Or else while or, or, blah, 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 verse 32 or else while the the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if the salt has no flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It's either fit for the land or for the dunghill, but men throw it out. So now that I've said all that and I read this, some of you guys might be freaked out. Did he just say to hate my mom and dad and my brother and my sister? Yeah, that's what he said. He actually said the word hate. And I think this is interesting because, first of all, um, Jesus was just cruising town and many people went with him. So we have to understand this first. Um, So let's look at it this way. So there's a mob of folks around, around Jesus that were just hanging around with him. So these people were not all disciples already. They were not uh, f- f- 
already followers of him. They were just people going, hey, what's this dude all about? Um, you know, I've, I've never, th this guy's been talking and chit-chatting and all this stuff, so I want to go and hear what he has to say. And he realizes that not everybody in this group is somebody that's actually going to follow him. So he turns and he says, right? <laughs> and the, you know, so and he turns and he says to them the things that I just said. The first words out of Jesus' mouth is verse 26. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. So I could imagine this crowd going, what is this verbiage? I'm pretty sure they didn't say verbiage. They may have said something else. Hate my mom and dad, my siblings, my woman, and myself? This Jesus guy is a nutcase. Um, I'm not going to follow him. And that's what I'm pretty sure most of this crowd said. A big chunk of this crowd was like, dude, this guy is like brutal. And, and I believe that, that Jesus says it this way to make a very specific point and to make that point very poignant. He's, he's really going, hey, 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 chill, guys. I want you to follow me, but you have to put me first. That's what he's simply saying. He's simply saying he must be first. We must place him first in our lives. We place Jesus above everything else even our mom and dad, and even above our own life to the point of dying. And that's why in the next verse he says, whoever does not bear his cross and come after me, he cannot be my disciple. And he's not talking about going to the store. I got saved today, and I'm going to go to the store and buy a big giant gold cross. Well, if you want to do that, that's up to you. That's fine. But that's not what he's talking about, to wear a big necklace or to carry a physical cross around town. He's talking about being willing to die for the decision you made to follow him, to be a disciple of his. He's, he's willing to die for his sake. And, and in my eyes, you see, the cross was a torture device. He's saying, hey, you could get tortured because of me. And in my personal opinion, I'm not sure if Jesus wants to come back and see a bunch of folks wearing a torture device around their neck. <laughs> but that's just me. I know if I died on a cross, I would not want to come back and go, hey, Thanks for wearing the thing that I hung on, you weirdo. <laughs> but that's my personal opinion, so we can take that with a grain of salt. We'll get there later. I believe that Jesus is being as real and authentic as he can get here. He, get, he knows and understands exactly what it would take to be a true disciple of his. And the reality is, it can mean your life. <laughs> and he goes on to say in the rest of the set of scriptures that I read, you might want to take a deeper look into what you're deciding here, and it won't be easy. But I'll tell you this. No, it's not an easy life. You do get a lot of criticism. You do get a lot of things. You do have a lot of people backlashing you and telling you that you're doing this wrong or that wrong, or other Christians tell you you're not reading the Bible right. I mean, it gets really weird sometimes, but it will be rewarding. It will be a rewarding life, and it will be a life-changing life. And you just have to be willing to follow Jesus and do the things that he says to do. And be willing to die for it and that's that's the hardest part and i know sometimes when we get saved that's not the that's not the first thing we think of you know and 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 at the end of all of this he says salt is good but if the salt loses its flavor what good is it we need to continue in our race we need to be the salt and if our salt gets bad the salt does no good so when we're out in the world, you know, the Bible has a, there's a verse, bad company corrupts good morals. You can join with people. I'm not telling you not to, I'm not telling you to totally separate yourself from everybody and just be a, 
a hermit Christian. What I'm telling you is that be aware of where your 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 area is. Be aware of the places that you go, the things that you do. I can I have gotten to the point in my life where I can go hang out with some friends at a bar. That doesn't mean I have to drink, and I was an alcoholic. So, but I've gotten to a place where self control, which is a um, fruit of the spirit, come on, right, takes over, and I can sit in there and I can have a good time, and I can not cuss, and I can not do the things that are involved in some conversations, and let all that stuff happen around me, and they recognize, hey, this guy's doing something differently. So I can still live my life, my lifestyle, and be a part of other people. And then that shows them who I am. So when I mention Jesus later, they can't say anything about it. <laughs> you know? And in the end, he, what did I just say? I said that at the end of all these verses, he says that salt is good. So you want to continue to be the salt because you don't want to lose the flavor. And if we get to a point as believers that we are just relying on his grace, and we truly haven't been placing him first in our lives, him above all else and willing to die for his sake, then what good are we? That's when the salt goes bad. What good are we to the people we're trying to reach for him? We have to stay in the race. That's what I just said. I just said we have to stay in the race. And we just as, and be, as you can say this properly, be as real and authentic believers that Jesus was when he was actually saying these words. He was being real and authentic. Hey, this is the bottom line. That's, you know, he was Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is the bottom line because Jesus said so. You want to be my disciple? These are the things that you have to do. You have to be willing to bear your cross. You have to know that you might die for my sake. You have to be willing to put me above all other things, Jesus says. You have to be willing to put me literally on the highest level. So, and that's like when it talks about the household is Jesus, husband, wife, children, you know, so you have to have him first in everything that we do. And that's what, and that's how he's saying it. He's saying it harshly to get his point across. And sometimes we may have to say things harshly to get our point across. But as long as we're living the lifestyle we're supposed to live, and we can explain grace, we can do all that kind of stuff. But it's just a lot easier to just live life, loving Jesus, and doing that kind of thing. So when the dust settles from the excitement of our transformation, are we making the decision to just live eternal life? that ticket to heaven or are we making the decision to live eternally as a person that lives life loving Jesus the life as a disciple God has given us a free will and we can do with it what we want and we can squander the things that Jesus has for us or we can embrace them and when the dust settles where do you want to be it takes a lot to follow Jesus to truly follow Jesus but when we do, it's the best life. Even though we go through things, we always know that Jesus is there to guide us and direct us through. Now, this is what I was talking about earlier. I got saved twice. Well, technically once. I knew I was going to heaven, but then I got saved for myself. A friend of mine says it this way. In life, you get saved twice. Once for your mama <laughs> and once for yourself. And what, and, and what he means by this is some people get saved because it's the right thing to do. Oh, you know what? It's the right thing to do. And then you realize that it is a life you want to live. It's a relationship with Jesus you want to have. And you're willing to give up all the stuff to have that relationship. And that's when that salvation truly transforms you. And some of us receive and never give it a thought. We make that decision and go gung-ho for God. 
And some of us will get caught up in emotion and make a decision and never actually live it out. I would suggest living it out. It's the greatest adventure you will ever live. Right on. Right on.